Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Now for our story. Dr. Martin Larrabee's modest coupe sped along the highway some miles out of Huntsville. His secretary, Barbara Stevens, sat beside him. The two were returning from a conference in the nearby college town where the doctor had read a paper to the medical faculty. The title of his lecture had been The Therapeutic Sources of the Psychiatrist in the Reconstruction of the Personality, a title which gave Barbara considerable pride, partly because it sounded so imposing and partly because she really understood what it meant. Since she'd been working for Dr. Larrabee, Barbara had been reading up on the subject which was his specialty in order to be of more help to him. Nothing made the young girl so proud as to have the doctor discuss with her, as he sometimes did, a problem concerning a case which challenged him. For Barbara considered her boss the very wisest of men. Well, now as they drive toward the sanitarium, she turns to him eagerly as she says, That was a wonderful speech you gave, Dr. Larrabee. Much better than anyone else's. <laughs> now, Barbara, I'm afraid your judgment is biased. Well, but it isn't. It's just that you made more sense than anyone else. Well, Fenwick's report was excellent. By the way, uh, did you get most of the material down in those little chicken tracks of yours? <laughs> <laughs> I think so, Dr. Larrabee. I tried to take it verbatim. I'm pretty sure I didn't miss anything. Oh, that's good. Well, I'm glad it's over anyway. Bad time to leave the sanitarium, what with Miss Janeway under the weather. Poor woman. That old flu bug really hit her hard. I stopped in to see her just before we left. Her eyes were all red. She could barely speak above a whisper. Yeah, I know. She hates to give in, too. That's a dependable woman. I always feel absolutely sure she'll look after things properly. Now, I'm not too sure of this new substitute. Oh, I don't think you need to worry, Dr. Larrabee. I'm sure Miss McDonald knows what she's doing. Uh, perhaps, Barbara. Frankly, though, she struck me as rather, uh, well, a little flighty. Well, I admit she's nowhere near as competent a nurse as Miss Janeway. <laughs> but then, who is? <laughs> You're right about that. I guess I'm spoiled. Oh, well. No use letting it bother me. Nine chances to ten, everything's under perfect control. I'd feel better, though, if it hadn't had to get hold of Miss Donald in such a hurry. Really didn't have time to tell her everything she ought to know. In fact, if I hadn't been committed to this conference months ago, I'd have backed out. <laughs> Dr. Larrabee, that sanitarium is certainly your baby. Well, you worry about it like a mother hen with a chick. <laughs> I guess I do that all right. Yeah, Barbara, I believe you consider your employer a fuss budget. Am I right? Oh, I'd never call you such a thing. No? What would you say? I guess I'd say you show a slight tendency toward a... a compulsive personality. <laughs> you don't say. Yeah, I see I must look to my laurels. Since you've been doing all this studying, I'll have to work hard to stay ahead of you. <laughs> You're teasing me. Oh, I... I hope I haven't hurt your feelings. And I'm really very proud of you, Barbara. It's a wonderful thing for a man to find a secretary who, who takes so much interest in his work. You make it exciting because you're so interested in it yourself. Well, for instance, look at all the time you spend on Miss Calvert's case. Miss Calvert? Yes, yes, Barbara, I've had her on my mind a great deal. And that's another reason I dislike leaving the sanitarium just at this time. I must confess, that girl's problem has me worried. I know it has. I think it's inhuman for the district attorney to insist on going ahead with that perjury trial. Mm. 
I don't understand why he came to life at this point after he'd held off so long. It does seem odd. I certainly did my best to convince him he ought to forget about it until the girl's back on her feet. But he insisted he couldn't. Oh, darn it, Dr. Larrabee. It makes me so mad. My goodness, he ought to know that you're the best judge of Miss Calvert's condition. You know what's harmful for her and all that. Well, unfortunately, Barbara, legal authorities are often inclined to the opinion that psychiatrists are rather foolish characters who uh, don't always know what they're talking about. Personally, it seems to me it's just the opposite. They're the ones who don't know. Too bad we have more cooperation between the two fields. No reason why there should be a dispute over power. There is, though, and it certainly makes me mad. After all, what right is Gerald Craig, even if he is the district attorney, to ignore what you say about your own patient? Especially when you told him it might be dangerous to expose Miss Calvert to a trial right now. Well, if it comes down to it, we'll have a hearing before a lunacy committee. Oh? Well, how would that work? It'd be a question of deciding on Miss Calvert's condition. Whether at present she can be called sane from a legal standpoint. You mean they'd question her? Examine her? Yes. Then they'd call witnesses who must testify as to her behavior, whether it's been abnormal or erratic in any way. I just wish they'd ask me to testify. I'd tell them plenty. Yeah. Trouble is, Barbara, I'm afraid it's about six or one and half a dozen of the other. What do you mean? Well, the inquiry before the commission might be as harmful as the actual courtroom trial. Either's an ordeal for a person in Miss Calvert's present state. I see. Oh, if only the DA's office would postpone taking action a while longer. Yeah. Certainly what I wish would happen. Miss Calvert's been showing excellent indications for recovery lately. Another month or two, we might have her back on her feet. But sometimes the legal rigmaroles poke along quite a while. Let's hope they delay on this one long enough to give us a head start. There's, um... There's one other possibility. It does happen occasionally that a patient takes a very abrupt turn for the better. A person may go along for months without showing any definite improvement. Then something may jolt them right back to reality without their having to go through the intermediate step. Well, what sort of jolt, Dr. Larrabee? Oh, perhaps a sudden shock of some kind. Being confronted, say with the experience which originally caused the mental wound or scar. The, uh, the traumatic factors. Wouldn't it be wonderful if that happened in Miss Calvert's case? Yes, Barbara. Indeed it would. And, uh, perhaps it will. But there were forces at work which could defeat Dr. Larrabee's optimistic thought. For at that same moment, Ben Calvert had arrived at the sanitarium upon which the psychiatrist's anxious thoughts were centered. Ben is seated in the hospital waiting room. The substitute nurse, who is taking Miss Janeway's place, approaches him. I'm Miss McDonald. Uh, who was it you wished to see? I want to see Miss Calvert. Miss Calvert, I, I don't seem to recall. Uh, uh, <clears throat> is she a new patient? I know. She's been here for some time. I see. Well, I'll look up her report. It doesn't matter about her report. I just want to talk to her, that's all. Yes, yes, of course. But you see, I, uh, 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 are you related to the patient? Good heavens, woman, I'm her father. Oh, excuse me, that's different. I should hope so. Still, Dr. Larrabee's quite strict about visitors. You see, in some cases, a patient becomes disturbed. 
She'd hardly be disturbed by seeing her own father. Oh, you'd be surprised, Mr. Uh, uh, Calvert, Calvert. Uh, <laughs> I just told you she's my daughter. Yes, yes, of course. Well, Mr. Calvert, if you'll wait here, I'll see if I can find my instruction sheets for your daughter. It seems to me you uh, don't know much about your job. I'm just a substitute here. The nurse in charge, Miss Janeway, is down with the flu. I only took over yesterday, and you can't expect me to know all the patients... Excuse me, please. I came here to see my daughter. She's a patient in your charge. Am I going to see her? Well, she does have visitors, I believe. Now, uh, I think I remember Dr. Larrabee saying something about Miss Talbert's visitors just before he left. Certainly he did. Doubtless he instructed you to advise me to my daughter immediately. You uh, see, I telephoned him yesterday. Oh, you did? Well, then I guess there's no question about it. I'm sorry to have kept you waiting like this, Mr. Galbert, but you see, Dr. Larrabee's quite strict about these things. However, it's all right since you have his permission. Where is she? Uh, oh, uh, let me see. Yeah, yes, here it is on the schedule. 2.30, Miss Kit Calvert in garden. Why, isn't that nice? You two can have a lovely little visit out in the fresh air. Yes, I'm sure. Uh, well, it's out the side door, Dr. Calvert. Uh, Mr. Calvert, just, just follow me. When Dr. Larrabee told his assistant what effect a sudden shock might have in bringing about his patient's recovery, he certainly had no intention of permitting her father to visit her. That would have been the last thing the psychiatrist would have allowed, for he knew only too well how harmful it might be to Kit if she were confronted with her father the man toward whom a great deal of her hostility was directed, and regarding whom the young woman felt an irrational fear. 